the first Filipino set to compete in the F4 British Championship. You're only 17. Are you even legally allowed to be driving? Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Sports Season Podcast, where we get to know the sports that you know about and those that you should know about. Once again, I am Gigo Sison, and today's guest is the 2017 Asian Karting Open Juniors Champion, the winner of the 2019 Macau International Kart Grand Prix, and the first Filipino set to compete in the F4 British Championship, Eduardo Caseteng. Eduardo, thank you so much for taking time and for being here, even with the time difference. Yeah, thank you. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, so uh, I'll start off by asking, you know, how you are, um, you know, with this whole pandemic. I don't know, um, you're you're in England right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm I'm in England. Yeah. So what's the what's the situation like there right now um, compared to here? It's not that good. Yeah, I think I've heard uh, some news in the Philippines from from my family and uh, from television that um, pandemic there is not very good. I think you went through another lockdown again, something like that. Yeah, right now. But, uh, <laughs> But, yeah. but for you, for you in England, I think, um, I'm not sure if I read correctly, but I think you guys aren't even uh, required to wear masks. Is that right? Um, no, I think we, we still are. I think that's the wrong country. I think okay, New okay. Zealand, uh, Australia doesn't need to wear masks, but we, we definitely do. It's not that bad here. I mean, um, it's still quite restricted. All mm-hmm. the pubs and restaurants are closed and everything. But uh, yeah, I think it's not as bad as the Philippines. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That way things back. but um you know i really appreciate your time um actually i was just scrolling through instagram and then one of these um one of the philippine sports pages uh patron sports i saw them post about you and and you being um being chosen to be in the f4 um competition and um so i I really appreciate the follow-back and you responding um to my message i was actually pretty surprised uh, how how quick we got to set this up (laughs) um but Yeah, so actually, um, it was only after you said yes that I got to do some research about you. And the first thing I noticed was, you're only 17. Yeah, is that right? 17. Okay, yeah. so, the, you know, the first thing I have to ask about that is, you know, your sport is racing. Um, are you even legally allowed to be driving? Um, no, not yet. I think this year, when I'm 17, I am allowed to drive on the road. But um, since I started, no, you can't. It's only yeah. circuits. Yeah. yeah, even like here in the Philippines. Okay, but yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, I really, uh, I really appreciate your time. Um, I, I'm glad you, I got to have you as a guest because, you know, um, I don't think racing is so is that big here in the country, and it's really nice to get to know, um, get to know the sport, and especially from someone who's been competing for a long time. So we'll start out with that, and then we'll go into your career, and then I guess your thoughts then on, you know, the racing situation here in the country. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so um, so you mentioned earlier though that you grew up here in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, so like, were you already racing um while you were growing up? Like, where when did it start? Um, so I started when I was eight years old. Um, it's not a lot of uh, circuits in uh, the Philippines. I started at a track in uh, Cavite in Carmona. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a clinic clinic there. It's, um, I think it's called Tuasan Racing. Mm. So basically, they, um. They have this program where a lot of uh, young, young kids like myself back then, um, I think maybe like seven to twelve years old, who want to start racing. So they have, it's basically like a school 
uh, to start racing basically, and that's how I uh, that's how I got started really. So okay, um, how did uh, okay in in this country? I do, like you said, it's not really that um, that big. So yeah. um, what was it about racing that kind of made you stick to it? You know, there's so many other sports, so many other activities. What was it about racing that you're like, this is what I want to be doing? Um, I don't know. It's just just a really different sport. You know, it's quite unique. Um, it's, it's really different from other sports where it's like, let's say, football or basketball. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, it's really, really well known and a lot of people play the sport and uh, be successful in it. Racing is really a, quite a, not a small community, but a smaller, smaller community than most sports. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it had something to do with my dad being a racing driver as well. Uh, I was at the track when I was young before I started racing. Okay. I kind of really stuck to it. So yeah, I really enjoyed it when I was young. So, you know, I just stuck to it all throughout. Okay, so I'm gonna ask also about um, you know when you started when you started interna- uh, competing internationally. But before that, I want to get to know um, a little bit more about the sport from someone who's been competing in it um, for a long time. Um, and when we look at like you were mentioning, you th- we talked about uh, basketball, football, um, all these other sports. You know, physical attributes like strength, speed, um, all of those are very important and they're useful in sports. In racing, um, how helpful or how important is it? Because you know, it, it doesn't really come off. Um, it doesn't as obvious, I guess, because yeah. you know you're, you have a car, right? But um, <laughs> you know, for for you, how how important do you think it is? As for a racing driver, it's really really important to be physically fit. I mean, um, yeah, as you said, the racing is not really well known, so uh, not a lot of people know about the sport. But yeah, fitness is one of the most important things uh, in racing. Well, you can be the fastest driver could always be the most fit driver on the on, on the grid. Um, yeah, it's definitely important. You know uh, how how fast you're going to the corners, how many uh, G's G forces you have uh, going the opposite way, pushing your body the other way. Yeah, and and there's no power steering. You know, like in a car where um yeah, like yeah. A, uh, it's it's really light to steer the car because there's a machine to make it uh, lighter. But in racing, there isn't any, so it's quite heavy. You know, basically, uh, basically steering like less than 200 uh, kilograms of weight left and right, you know? Okay. Okay. I, I guess just a follow for that. Um, you know, I think it's a common question that Filipinos ask, you know, well, does, does height or weight affect, um, I guess, your racing? Because I think obviously with yeah. Filipinos, we, we, we like to know the, the height part especially, but yeah, yeah. in your opinion. <laughs> I mean... We see the F1 drivers now, not a lot of them are very tall. Okay. Pretty, uh, the average height for Filipinos is very short. Like maybe five, six, five, yeah. nine, something like that. But yeah, um, for karting, a lot of drivers are very small and they tend to be quite fast. Okay. Um, usually tall drivers, when it's wet, they kind of, the, the center of gravity is quite high. So they could kind of lean okay. on the other side of the car to make it uh have a little bit more grip yeah, yeah. but yeah and but for weight you, you don't really want to be overweight because there's, a, there's yeah. a weight limit car so um, okay, okay. if you exceed that obviously you'd be slower better to be just under or yeah but if you're if you're too light i mean there's they put weights on it on the seat to make oh. you make make sure you um there's a minimum weight so make sure you reach a minimum weight okay so, yeah okay. It's pretty so there's really there really has to be like a balance huh yeah, 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 it should be. I mean, if you're a normal weight, then you should 
be okay, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. um, so like I was saying earlier, you know, it's not that common because you know we mostly see the car. So as a racing driver, and considering you're um, only 17, how much do you have to know about cars? Or is it like really a balance? Like, you know, you have a crew, I'm sure. But is there, do you think that you have like a special, um, an added knowledge on cars as compared to, you know, most people? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you join a sport, that's one of the things that's most important is a good racing driver knows what he wants from the car. So like if he wants more rear grip, less rear grip, more front, okay. less front, the basics. Uh, that could really um, find you a tenth or two, which is all you need in being one of the fastest drivers. Um, yeah, in the start, you don't really know like what the, what you need from the car because you're quite new to it all. But if you have a good team, the, the, the coach, the mechanics will let you know um, this feels like, if it feels like this, you, you need that or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just, yeah you just need a good team to let you know. Okay, um, but for you, how would um, how would I guess? I'm sure having a good car is obviously really good. Obviously, having a good driver is really good. Which um, do you think that one is more important than the other? Like, if you're a really good driver, you could win with a bad car, or you know, if you're a really, uh, if you have a really good car, you could win with a bad driver. Um, what what's your thoughts on that? I mean, the most common answer you get probably is a driver, because if you have a good driver. You can adapt to what the car, the car is handling, like how the car is, and he could maybe change it to a to a better one. But uh, I mean, it's hard to tell because when you when you're in Formula Four, you, most cars are the same. Like they're, they're, you all have the same stuff. It's just okay. the differences with setup, yeah. and everybody can have the same setup. It depends really on the driver and how good he is in telling which setup is the fastest. But I think I personally think the driver is a is bigger is uh more has a bigger factor than um having a good car. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. This is something I think a lot of um a lot of viewers would be interested to know because, um, injuries are very common with um sports in general. But when you're racing, it's it's you know the accidents are really um are obviously a lot um, worse. So how how are you able to you know, adapt to that? Or how are you able to go into a race, you know, knowing that? Or especially, I guess, for me, at first, I would think that my parents would be freaking out if I was a, if I was a race car driver. But, you know, yeah. I, I'm sure, I'm sure your dad being a racer um, and all of that helps. But, you know, it, it, it's still, it's still a factor, I'm sure, going into any race. How are you able to, you know, get through that? I mean, I don't think injuries are more likely to happen than other sports like football and basketball. Because, the safety precautions are quite high. You know, you wear a proper uh, kit uh, made by the FAA. It's a French organization to um, make sure everything is safe. So um, you have your helmet, suit, uh, boots, gloves, and uh, neck protector. So yeah, you're quite safe on the car. Like the crashes, um, you could get away without getting injured. I mean, on the go-kart, I've actually flipped on a kart before. And landed on my uh, landed on my head, oh. but yeah, I was fine. Like there's, there's it's pretty scary. Yeah, but yeah there's no yeah. injuries. I didn't, I didn't even sprain anything. I was just more in shock, really. But yeah, I don't think you get injured quite often in a in a, in a car or a car. So it's kind of, um, I guess you could say it's really like any other sport. Like you know, there's always a risk, no man, for, yeah, for injuries. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, okay, um, okay for. 
for all of the for all the viewers that aren't that familiar, because um, when we look at you know um, race cars racing, um, we see them obviously just on the track and everything. But what's the training like? Because we we see all these other sports, we know what their training's like. There's um, you know they run plays, they run um, physicals, but you know what's what's the training like for 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 you guys um, as racers? You mean training in terms of strategy to be like a better racing driver or in terms of like physical stuff like in the gym or i'm actually curious to know both so let's start with the physical stuff because um yeah so for the physical stuff you you need endurance so you know the basics like running treadmill or stuff like that uh, is quite important and the muscles you need really is more from the waist up you don't really need strong legs because the work is mostly done from your core, chest, and your arms. So yeah, so we core is really important, and then everything. Just basically, yeah, from the waist up, like core, arms, your neck especially, because nothing's holding your neck from like the forces pushing it the other way. Yeah, when, yeah. When you turn, so yeah, it's quite uh, quite physical. So yeah, you do a lot of neck training as well. All right. So yeah, I mean, I think a common misconception would be you know you need your legs because you gotta press the gas stronger. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, not really. I mean, you just need, like, you don't really need a lot of leg workout. Just maybe maybe if you don't have that that, that strong legs to press the brake, uh, maybe you have to. But <laughs> sometimes, most of the time, you don't really need to. Yeah, yeah. okay. But um, I was, uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the strategic part because, um, you know, I would think that it is just, you know, you got to be the fastest on the, on the track. But you were mentioning yeah. that there's a strategic aspect to it. So... Could you, I guess, delve into that a little more? Yeah, there's a lot of things to, uh, a lot of factors to uh, consider in karting or in cars. I mean, you know, if you want to be a fast driver, uh, a lot of people can be fast drivers. You know, you just need practice, a lot of laps, good team to teach you um, how to be fast. Um, But in terms of strategy, there's a lot of um, things you need to consider, like not so much in karting, but in in an F4 level, you, you need to not to conserve tires quite a lot. So that's a good that's a strategy. So you need to basically really want to be in the lead and have a have a gap so you can conserve your tires. So you you don't push the car as as hard as usual. So you don't you don't have enough you don't have a lot of scrub. Like you don't slide a lot to to uh, degrade the tires. Um, yeah, that's one of them. Another another one is um, the overtaking. You know. Uh, it's it's really hard to explain. It's it's more on it's more an experience. You know, you can't really train that in practice. You just yeah. you learn through, through your race, really. Uh, just positioning with the car, how how far you can go for a gap and break late enough to uh, uh go up his inside, and you know things like that. Yeah, just learning the race is quite hard to practice. Okay, so um, now I wanted to talk about your career, and obviously you started. Obviously, you can't start with a single seat from a young age, but you started in karting. Um, is that really the usual approach for for drivers um, who want to get into F one, F four? You really start out with karting for most for the most part. Yeah, definitely. I mean, karting is a it's just the basics, really. You, you won't really see anyone make it into um, F four or GT cars when um, you don't do karting. Because karting is basically the the basic level. You know, everyone needs to go through karting to do cars and you yeah. started um like 
I think you were saying when you were how old? I started when I was eight. Okay, and then um, when did you start? Um, when did you start competing internationally? Um, not really sure. Uh, so I would say around twelve, I started competing around Asia. Okay. Uh, and then I moved to Europe when I was in grade nine. So I'm not sure how old I was then. It was probably um, around, what's that, 13, I guess? Uh, around that age, yeah. Yeah, I think like 13, 14, yeah, yeah. Should yeah, be. yeah. Yeah, so I moved here in the UK to race in Europe because it's the highest level of racing and karting and, and in cars. So yeah, I, I went to a lot of countries, so the, the UK, Belgium, Germany, Italy, France, um, all those European countries just to race. Yeah. And then, okay, so let's talk about your, um, w- when you won the 2017 um, Asian, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, the Asian Karting Juniors. So how was that experience? Like, um, were you coming in as a favorite? What was going through your mind the whole race? You know, what was the preparation like? Um, it's quite a long time ago. I'm not sure if uh, I remember all of it. But yeah, I think, I think I was one of the favorites to win. I think from... From the first free practice, we were one of the fastest already on the um, on the board. So I think we were the ones to beat. But I think we came out on top, you know, uh, that year. And yeah, yeah, that's it really. So how was it? Um, you know, was it a, like a big deal for you, or is it just another tournament? I mean, it's what I would I would guess it's one of your first championships, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that was the first year I competed in Asia. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it was a big deal to me because my father wasn't really uh, too keen on um, racing outside of the Philippines because really? I don't think we, had, we were doing uh, the budget in terms of uh, finance oh, yeah. for racing wasn't quite wasn't the best back then. So I think he found some uh, some budget and uh, tried tried it in Asia and yeah, been, did well in Asia. So um, was it at this point or when exactly did you? Um, realize like this is something that I want to do for for how long or I'm pretty sure it might have been when you moved but yeah what was what was that like um I think when I started when I was eight I think I already knew I wanted to, to do this uh wow, okay like the rest of my life yeah when I was eight I I, I think I already, I already knew I wanted to do it I mean I think before I started I already wanted to do it because I was just at the track every day because my dad was racing but yeah but what what really made me realize that I'm probably doing this for a long, long part of my life is when I start moved to uh, the UK to a boarding school. Yeah. Away from your family, you know, everything's new, new country. So yeah, I think that was the most important part in uh, me realizing I'm doing this for a long time. Okay. And then you got, you went on in 2019 to win the Macau International. Yeah. Uh, What is that experience like for you? Um, How big was that? Yeah, that was pretty big I mean I, I kind of stopped racing in Asia because I was already in Europe so I had yeah. I really had a break in Asia so no one I don't think a lot of people knew I was doing it and then once once the entry list came out a lot of people saw that I was in it and I think I was, I was probably the favorite maybe the favorite again there because you know uh, I've won the Macau Grand Prix quite in, in other other years since uh, I think I'm not sure what year but I was quite young then maybe like I was around 13 14 but yeah um 
yeah we because in europe i moved to europe because um the racing there the level of racing there is really high so i learned i learned a lot there so when i came back to asia it was it was so much easier than what it was before i mean i think from qualifying to the finals i think we won everything we weren't we didn't come second in any of the races yeah yeah that's pretty good okay so um before we, uh, I want to talk about your transition to single seat, but um, first I wanted to get an idea of um, what of the level of competition in F4, because um, I'm sure you you know that most people, when they think of racing, it's always F1. That's the thing that's obviously, I mean, understandably um, what's followed, but you know, I'm sure F4 is is high level of competition. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people go from F4 to F1, but could you, I guess, share with us, you know, what, what it's like um in the f4 i guess what's the difference also compared to the more known f1 um yeah i mean an f4 is basically four steps down from an f1 you know the shape of the car is quite similar but there's not a lot of uh, fine details compared to an f1 i mean f1 is more of a bigger budget you know it's it's a it's a world sport you know it's it's known to a lot of people but compared to f4 f4 is more of like the starting point to get to f1 just less everything, so less less money involved, less um, parts on a car, less power, you know, just less everything. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, um, you were you're you're part of the RGT Motorsport team right now. Um. But you this is is this your first time going single seat um, uh, racing? Yeah, yeah, it's my first ever year in single seaters. How is it? How is the transition? I mean, you know, going from karting to that, like, what's the, what's it like? Like, how how different is it? How or maybe maybe it's easy for you? I don't know. No, it's, it's really difficult. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, the things you have to consider from karting to kart is such a big difference. I mean, with the top speed, I mean, on a car on a kart, I think on the down the straights you'd go like, maybe less than less than a hundred, maybe like. 80 to 90 kilometers an hour and then on an f4 car you you do like 200 to two let's say 230 kilometers an hour um maximum on, on the on the straight so it's quite quite a big step you know yeah <laughs> yeah and everything everything's harder you know uh i thought it was physically harder because it's a heavier car so the steering wheels a lot heavier i mean just with the sit- seating position, like on a on a cart, you kind of sit upright, like a ninety degree angle. Not ninety, but like somewhat close to that. But yeah. On a car, you kind of kind of lying down, sort of, because the you don't the, the seats just like a piece of foam, like dig inside the inside the car. So yeah, that was one of the different things. Uh, yeah, it's it's really hard uh, to adapt. I mean. I had a few spins, you know, I, f- I had a crash actually, because oh it was just, so- yeah, yeah, it was, it was hard <laughs> to get through. It wasn't a bad, that bad of a crash, but yeah, I did crash one or two times, but yeah, it was definitely really difficult. Okay. So, um, what was the, I guess, what was going through your mind when you found out that you were going to be part of the lineup? Like what, what's, when did you find out and like what, what was going on? I mean, uh, yeah, when I when I signed for Argenti, you know, you, you could really because in preseason you could really test with different teams. So which I did, I tested with a bunch of other teams, and I thought Argenti was the um the best team there, the best team to go to, uh, in my situation. 
um, when I signed with them, I was, you know, I was excited, you know, it's, uh, everything was so surreal, uh, driving an F4, you know, it's such a big step up, you know, yeah, it's just unbelievable, really. Okay, sorry, so you signed with them, um, is it, so you signed with the team before you find out that you're going to be on the lineup, is that right? Yeah, so basically, when you sign for the team, you basically know you're in the lineup already, so, up there it's really up to the drivers if what team they want to be with um yeah so i did sign with argenti and uh okay. yeah right okay so um okay now i wanted to ask about i guess um you know the situation here in the philippines with with racing um do you think that it's something because you mentioned earlier that you know it, it was pretty small um small sport um there's not that many tracks there's not that many uh, places to race but do you think it's something that could grow um, here in the country i mean yeah definitely i think philippine racing was quite big back in the day i mean a few years before i started um there's a lot of people who's into racing a lot of carters you know i think a lot of big names like i think mateo Godicelli. i think you know him he's a, i think he's an actor yeah he used to yeah race. he's pretty he's uh he's not he's an actor. i don't think he's a racer anymore yeah he's not yeah yeah but he used to yeah uh uh what else uh i think you know marlon stockinger marlon stockinger yeah he's also yeah. i don't i don't know if he's still a racer also yeah i don't know what he does now but i think he's also i don't know if he's like artista also but yeah okay go, go on he used to date the, the words back i think yeah yeah. <laughs> but yeah it used to be really big then like a lot of the asian championship was hosted in the philippines which now is not not so common. I mean, the grid is so much less than before. So I think maybe in the future with the, the right people, they could grow the motorsport again, you know, uh, get a lot of young kids to stick to the stick to karting and uh, get a lot of new generations in uh, ready for the following years. Definitely. Um, do you think though, um, aside from it growing here in the country, do you think it's a sport that uh, Filipinos could succeed in I mean because obviously I think it's a good start especially you're the first Filipino to be in, in F4 but yeah. um, do you think it's something that a lot more Filipinos could uh, get find success in I mean I think anyone could like with the right the right passion for the sport right determination you know it really depends on the person really not really where they're from but definitely if you come from the Philippines it's really hard like especially for me like just everyone who comes from the Philippines is really hard, you know, because it's not not a lot of people uh, compared to Europe start in um start karting. I mean, when I was racing, the grid then was like about fifteen drivers or less. But in Europe, in Europe, when I was racing, there was like seventy drivers, something like that per race. And the World Championship was crazy; it was more some something like two hundred, something like that. But yeah, definitely is hard to start when you're um the philippines but i think it's possible yeah wait so um just to backtrack a little when you moved um over there it was really for racing yeah it was just just for racing you know uh, moved here away from my family changed schools just just for racing so how was that um like what what happened like you were here and then you transferred to the uk you said you were in a boarding school and then yeah. like what was it like tr racing like training every day um what was the situation like? uh, the school I went to was really, really um, understanding about the situation. So I was absent in, in uh, a lot of days in school. I mean, I think I was racing every weekend. So I'll be away on a Thursday, come back on a 
uh, Sunday night or a Monday early morning. Uh, then ready for school again on Monday, and then do the same thing again every week. And this went on for how like this is uh, until now or? Uh, not anymore. I mean, I stopped. I stopped karting. So uh, the karting is in karting. There's a lot of um, championships to join, so you could you could race almost potentially every every weekend. But for for F4, uh, I think I do one or two days a week for preseason. I think there's like one race every month from May till uh, September, October. I'm not really sure. I think there's nine nine total races. So yeah, it's not as hectic as karting. So um, okay, it's not as hectic, but you know, what's the what's the difference now with um, you know you're part of a I'm not sure if you were part of like a team before, but because now you're signed yeah. with um, Argentine. So what's the you know how 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 big of a difference is it um, having this this whole team behind you? I mean, yeah, I was, in karting, there's a lot of teams as well, and I was part of a team. Um, yeah, it's really different aspects, you know. I mean, I would say in F4, it's a lot more professional in terms because of the the level of racing and the uh, money put into it. Definitely more professional than than uh, karting, for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's the only difference, really. I mean, you get less less people in the team because in karting, you can have, like, maybe like one till let's say 15 drivers so that's drivers plus a mechanic per driver and then you have the team boss the coaches the data data men there's a lot of people in the team but now in f4 it's not not that much it's just a few so you go like three cars three mechanics a chief mechanic the owner a coach and your engineers so it's not it's not that that much people yeah that's the main differences in the karting and cars okay um there's this question that i like to ask um my guests but it's usually for team sports i'm not you you can correct me if i'm wrong but um i was looking at your instagram and then you have the number 55 is that right uh no i have the number 36 number th- i don't know what i was looking at then okay um oh, but maybe maybe that was my karting number sorry oh yeah okay sorry do you guys get to choose that yeah we do yeah, okay. Okay. Do. So I, I I'm I'm curious to know because I asked this uh, with my last guest. Like, there's usually a story behind jersey numbers. You know, um, yeah, sure. there are obviously times when it's random, but like for the most part, athletes have a have a backstory. So I wanted to know if there's a backstory behind your choice. Yeah, there there is. I mean, so in karting, you can't really choose your number because there's too much people that it would be difficult to arrange who wants what. So in F4, you get to choose your number, really. So I chose, I initially chose number 16, uh, but it was taken. So I chose 36 instead. But 16 was my dad's uh, racing number. Okay, and okay. second choice as well was 36. If he did so why 36? 36. Sorry? Uh, his second choice? Yeah, mm-hmm. his second choice. Okay. Well, was 36. He didn't get 16. So I chose 36. I just wanted to choose my dad's number, you know. I think it's probably the, the reason why I'm here today, just just good to carry like the legacy you know sharing the yeah. name same last name you know yeah he's probably made me the driver i am today so just thankful to um just carry his number so do you um does your dad give you a lot of like let's say tips um on racing or or would you say that you know you're you're like 
already better than him. Um, I wouldn't say that I was better than him. I would say that the styles of driving was different back then, because the the technology of the uh, of motorsport has oh, yeah. has gotten way way better than before For when sure. he used to race. Yeah, so I think the driving style is different. Everything else, there's a lot of things that he doesn't know because it's quite new. Yeah, but for sure, he, do, he does give me some some basic tips that uh, the old generation and the new generation share, like, you know, fitness, discipline, things like that. So I have this short segment that I uh, that I have with all my guests. It's called Change Court, Change Sport. So um, um, it's a quick, quick two questions. So the first question here is, um, you've been um, racing since you were a young kid. Is there any other sport that you know that might have piqued your interest or like even until now that is there a sport that you've seen and you've been you've always wanted to try i mean i was quite a sporty kid i would say i've done a lot of sports like basketball football and uh, volleyball um i don't think i'd like to try uh, maybe maybe baseball or golf but yeah but i did enjoy football quite a lot i, I think I, I still play uh football up to now well, yeah, I it's really, really, it's really calm. I mean, it's like basketball yeah. here. It's everywhere there, right? Yeah. Uh, football, football here in, in England is quite a well-known sport. A lot of kids play it. But yeah, when I came here, I started football, playing football right away. I think I played for, I played for my school team. But now the, with the pandemic, you can't really play. Oh yeah, for so sure. That's gone And I'm, I've been really busy with race, racing as well. So yeah, I can't really don't have time for uh, football. Okay, I'm not so sure how, you know, considering you're um, not in the country, I'm not sure if you follow that much Philippine sports, but is there any, um, I, this is supposed to be in the context of the Philippines, so who would you say is your favorite athlete, but from a different sport? Okay, but he has to be in the Philippines. Yes. I, I don't know if you follow it, but yeah, yeah if you do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my dad used to watch a lot of uh, PBA, so okay. I used to watch with him as well. You know, it's a lot of people that are just my interest in terms of uh, favorite athletes. Can't really choose one. I mean, what's his name? I liked um, Calvin Abueva. I liked him quite oh, a bit. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're really updated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he's pretty good. You know, the how he plays and his um his way to like tease the uh, other <laughs> opponents with. Yeah. This is quite funny. So yeah, I like him quite a lot. Yeah, it's he really. I I would say he really represents you know Philippine basketball. Like he yeah, plays no, hard. Sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. Okay. Um. Well. Um. You know, before we end, I guess I just wanted to ask. You know, do you have any last message? And I guess maybe tips for you know all the racing fans here in the country and maybe even aspiring racers for the future. Um. Yeah. It's, I don't know, uh, I don't really know what to say. Uh, yeah, it's not, not really a well-known sport, but it's, it's pretty good. In terms of, like, um, parents watching or kids watching, it's good, it's good for uh, young kids to, to uh, start karting because I think I've matured really er earlier than a lot of my other friends because just because just of karting. I mean, discipline you need to have in karting is a lot you need to be really disciplined i mean being a good driver probably the same with, with the physicality of the driver whoever's the most mature probably wins the race you know yeah 
So yeah, it's, it's a good sport to uh, to join. And I guess also, you know, to all the parents, you wouldn't really have to worry about um, teaching them how to drive when they're older. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's a, it's a big advantage for people to start racing. Um, I think they find driving on the road quite easy because they're already used to uh, everything. Yeah. So okay, well, I, I you haven't really started driving. I was gonna ask if it translates, but. Um, do you think you would be a fast driver when it starts? Uh, when you can uh, actually drive, na? Um, I, I've been driving in the Philippines, like around my neighborhood. Oh yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, sometimes if I'm uh, not, yeah, yeah, go outside without my friends now. But yeah, I, I don't really see the point of um, driving really fast unless the area is really safe. Like, if it's just like an airstrip, that's an abandoned airstrip or, or a closed road. Whereas just straight and there's no nothing nothing to hit, not a lot of people, and yeah, maybe you could like uh, you go fast there. But I think on the road, I think there's no point really. I don't really see yeah, well, um, fast. Well, he, if you're back here in the Philippines, you really couldn't go that fast anyways. It's traffic everywhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's not not very uh, nice place to drive unless you're in the highway. The new highways are yeah. quite nice. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, so once again, that was Eduardo Casateng. Um, first of all, good luck to to you in the upcoming F4. I think the first circuit is uh, May, May 8th. Yeah. Yeah, so you can support uh, Eduardo there and you can watch him. I, I guess there are probably a lot of uh, places where we can watch you. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I have to update you with that. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know no if there's stream on Facebook. But for now, it's, it's only in uh, British television. There's an app you can download, but you have to switch your store to a UK store. It's called ITV4 or ITV Hub, something like that. Yeah, we'll update you with it. any live stream sure, anywhere else. Sure. All right. Um, once again, thank you so much for your time. It was really, really nice to meet you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's nice to meet you too. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Please don't hesitate. Let us know what other sports or who the other athletes you'd like to see and hear from. We'll try our best to get them on, on the podcast. Please also don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts and, of course, to subscribe to us on YouTube. Once again, this has been the Sports Season Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode.